Heart. You gotta have heart. Miles and miles of heart. What is heart? Heart is running through a return man when the game is on the line. Heart is giving everything you have in practice, day after day. Heart is finding the strength to run down the field one more time when you can barely breathe. The heart in me pumps Husker Red. Welcome to a brand new episode of the Five Heart Podcast, brought to you by CornNation.com, part of the SB Nation Podcast Network. My name is Greg Mahochko, joined as always by our founder and fearless leader, John Dam Johnston. Hello, John. How are you doing? I'm doing well. How are you, sir? Oh, it's a beautiful day to be alive. I agree. Aren't they all? Uh, well, no. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, let, let's work on that. Uh, glad to see you got home safely from your travels. I did. And there was no 14-day uh, quarantine. Uh, well, kind of. Yeah, my wife has so far refused to touch me. How is that different from before you went on the trip? Boom, boom, boom. So people know I spent last week in Nebraska. It was a really good trip. I spent most of the time in uh, Grand Island and a couple days in Lincoln to see my sister uh, I spent a lot of time around family I haven't seen for a while. A lot of nieces and great nieces. What makes them so great? No one wore masks. Absolutely nobody wore a mask. Even my niece that has currently undergoing chemo for breast cancer, she didn't wear a mask. And her husband is going to be going under, uh, be going, wait, English, going to be going into radiation therapy for prostate cancer. And he, he didn't give a shit either so it was uh, kind of different I, I i found similar uh observations when i was in kentucky my wife even claimed she's like I, do they not realize maybe, maybe coronavirus isn't a thing in kentucky i don't know but uh without any further ado and we're glad again you're back home safe and healthy we bring in our on again off again and tonight he is on again and every time he's on the show he's for sure on he is nate McHugh. hello nate Hi guys. Hey John, you know you were probably ten miles from my house and you just kept driving. You probably were going down Interstate 80 from Lincoln and you just kept driving. You went past the Mahoney exit and then there you went. Just saying. I did this to a number of people who had asked me to stop by and see them. What I told them, and I should have told you, was I uh, I prefer to kill only family members on that trip. That's a good line. You know, that's yeah. it. Yeah, that's great. I have another question, John. Yes. Um, did you see Dr. Fauci's uh, opening pitch? No, uh, I didn't. So I was, so I was wondering. You're, you know, you're a little older than me, and I was wondering if if you went up onto a mound and you threw a pitch, what would it look like? It looked like a guy with a noodle arm threw a pitch, for God's sake. It probably wouldn't reach the bag. I haven't thrown a baseball in about 30 years or 10 years or something. My kids didn't play baseball. Uh, well, they did. The oldest one played baseball when he was very young. Uh, we all played soccer in my family. I'm sure that I would be horrible, but I'd have to practice before I threw out a first pitch. And it wouldn't matter. I know. It would it, suck. But you should wash the pitch. Okay. It's pr- probably a top three. Ooh. Worst of, eh, 
top five worst of all time, you know, 50 cents per, you know, that might be the worst of all time. I mean, he missed it. He missed the plate by about 15 feet. Okay. I mean, so to the left, I, 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 I'm watching it now and God bless whoever YouTube this because they just show the, the pitch over and over and over probably 10 times in this 32 second clip. He throws, uh, you know, the circle, uh, around home plate that, you know, uh, the circle of dirt and then the, the grass at the edge of the circle, John. Yes, so, I actually know what that is. Yeah, so you know if you're running up the, the first baseline, that point, that corner uh, where the circle meets uh, like the first baseline? Yes. Okay, so that's... Sorry, I'm, that, I'm nodding on Zoom. Okay, well, I'm sorry. <laughs> I hadn't switched back over to Zoom. Uh, so that's where the pitch went to that, by that corner uh, where the circle of dirt around home plate meets the first baseline. That's how far off it was. Well, it's not good. I, I just feel like, you know, he looks like he's very healthy. And you think, hey, you know, it, you know, give, give me 10 minutes to get my arm ready to go. And Oh, you, it, know, what's good, you know what the problem is? All his, all, everything he's done has been off that far since I've known him. <laughs> there good. you go. That's yeah. the... That's the maybe right wing commentary on <laughs> meaningless pitch. Do do you think that the mask obstructed his view? Probably, yes. Yeah, Certainly. you know, actually, I will give that. That's a good point. Actually, you know, I w- I was watching the uh, final exhibition game uh, a little bit between the Cardinals and the Royals, and one of the Royals uh, batters, he was at the plate, had the mask that was covering like from his mustache area, if he had a mustache, down you know past his chin, not the nose. Which I always thought was an integral part of the mask covering zone, so I'm sure he'll yeah. go back. They'll they'll re- they'll go back to the film room. They'll review the tape. Be like, buddy, you're gonna have to lift that mask up a little bit more. <laughs> well, the mask is supposed to be about spitting, right? I could. That, that's another reason why I couldn't be a major league baseball player in 2020 if I couldn't spit. That's. I went to the gym today in in Lincoln, and Lincoln now has the the um, mask. Uh, mandate going on and I was interested to see uh, what rule they had and the rule they had was you only have to wear one going into the gym and then you can take it off while you work out and I think I learned after the fact is because if they think you can stay six feet away from each other then those businesses aren't covered by the mandate I could be wrong but uh I was surprised because I'm like, oh, am I going to have to wear a mask while I'm working out? But uh, I didn't. So some of the, nice, and I, stay, I stayed away from – I was 25 feet away from everybody. Some of the odd – like one of the oddball mask rules that I've come across, and I don't know, maybe it's different in, in Nebraska where people seem to have more common sense, is that if you go to a restaurant, uh, now that you know some of the dine-in places are – you know you can dine in again um, – rather than just carry out or, you know, uh, sitting outside is you have to wear a mask to your table and then you can take the mask off. But if you have to get up, go to the bathroom, you got to put the mask back on. And I, I don't know. Like I remember, I'll never forget. It was May 30th. It was, uh, my wedding anniversary and I had to go to uh, the far side of St. Louis to take uh, one of those proctored exams. And, uh, we had dropped my son off at, at you know, my folks, um, so that he wasn't just sitting in the vehicle and my wife went with me and we grabbed a bite to eat and we just went inside 
in Missouri, and uh, they had just opened up some restaurants again. We went inside. You know, there was socially distanced inside, but no masks were required. It was very nice, to say the least. So. I went to Laszlo's in Lincoln for a lemonade, and uh, we were required to wear a mask to the table and back out. La- you know, Laszlo's is where I met some uh, fantastic coronation individuals last time I was up in Lincoln. Like Ty and Dave McGee and Ty's wife. That was huh. that was a long time ago. I should, should I say overrated more? restaurant for sure. Fine beer. Is it? Oh yeah, the beer is probably fine. Yeah. Everyone lo- everyone loves Laszlo's. I think it's every time I go there, there's I'm like, what am I gonna order? You know. Met other Husker fans last. I should say second to last time I was in Lincoln. Um, uh, was when I met Ty and David, met other Husker fans the last time I was in Lincoln when my wife and son were with me back in year of our Lord 2016. At Laszlo. So sports are back. Yeah. Major League Baseball is here to stay. They're going to play 60 games, but not all today. <laughs> good? They're Pretty in good. a rain delay. That was the next line yeah. of that. Sorry. I, I knew it. I just, I, I, sorry, John. I, I, I'm, I was never good at rap battles. I don't know if you could f- tell that about me. <laughs> I won all mine that I ever participated in. Anyway, <laughs> Major League Baseball uh, apparently is back tonight. I, I'm not a, I'm not a pro sports guy, but you know, here's the list: uh, the Premier League and MLS. Uh, they've been playing games for a while. And uh, without any major issues, you'll notice. What are you, what are you doing with your hands? I was counting you down. You? you said Premier League and MLS, and I'm just counting like all the leagues that are back. Okay, I, before I get into the rest of that, the Nebraska Nebraska had the Shrine game. Yeah, we it was a football game. It was the first football game back in in, in uh, the COVID times in in the country, and I thought it was hilarious. But I'm like, well, no shit, it's July. Nobody's scheduling football in July. <laughs> Nobody said shit about that game. I mean, after it was over, nobody went, oh, my God, these kids all got COVID. You know what I mean? There was nothing about this. But, you know, if one of them had had anything, if he'd have had too much fart gas the next day, that would have been a fucking symptom of COVID. Football and COVID, too much fart gas, the kid's going to die. But you know what I mean? Nobody nobody said anything about the Nebraska Shrine game because apparently nothing happened. People spit on each other. Who won? Each other. You know what I mean? Because there's always spitting in football, <clears throat> whether you mean there to be or not. But nobody said anything about that. Uh, and then we got the Premier League and MLS, Major League Soccer has been going on for a while. And uh, nobody screams about that. Uh, Major League Baseball kicked off tonight. That's the wrong term, but, you know, whatever. Uh, we got the NBA uh, started televising scrimmages because everybody's desperate for that. If they're NBA fans, that would be you, Nate. Yeah, yeah, I'm. Uh... Talk about the NBA for God's sake, so we cannot talk about COVID for <laughs> at least five minutes. Of our fucking lives. Wow. You you know the uh, NBA is doing it differently than everybody because if people did not know they're essentially in a bubble. At Disney World, yay! And uh, I find it pretty funny. Like uh, you know, these multimillionaires are now 
you know, it looks like they're staying in like regular hotel rooms and it's just them. It's just the members of the media, uh, coaches, trainers, you know, whoever's part, you know, the production team for these things. And if you could get some video of, or, or watch some video of some of like the highlights of these scrimmages, they have like, I mean, looks like zoom meetings, you know, like, picture of you john if you're a big on a lakers fan they they had they were like showing it on the screen so when someone was a you know, made a big play maybe you would cheer or something like that i don't know looks super <laughs> awful i don't i don't think i know any lakers fans and i don't think there's any good players on the lakers at all this year are there well the greatest player of all time lebron james you know there's no, there's one no, michael jordan retired years ago Oh, I know. And, it, and it's and it's interesting, though. The thing about Michael Jordan is he continues to get better and better and better as the years go on since he's retired. It's like all the records that Tupac's released since he's died. Yeah, they all, keep all, getting better, right? You know? <laughs> Almost hand in hand. Yeah. And uh, and just to be on the record, I, I, I'm i more anti-Jordan than I am probably pro-LeBron. Pro I have been since I was little. So, um, you're just a different pulling, generation, Nate. And you're just a different generation than me. I was pulling for the Jazz. I was pulling for the Knicks. <sighs> I was pulling for the Supersonics. Um, so, you, you just like backing losers. Yeah. And so, when the Lakers were, you know, like when it was Kobe and Shaq, I was then I was pulling for what, the Pacers then. I'm trying to think. The Pacers was. No, it was the Kings during the you know, during the Lakers. You know, so I was kind of anti-dynasty, but I'm sure so, no one wants to hear about LeBron talks. So well, I'll let me ask you this. What when about Lebr- Lou Alcindor? What, John? <laughs> I, think I, I, I think I interrupted you, John. You did. I was asking about Lou Alcindor. You mean Kareem Abdul-Jabbar? Is that his name now? I, Pro- I, think, I think for that, the last 40 years. <laughs> I think that's recent, isn't it? That he's changed his name, like Muhammad Ali. It's hard to keep, hard to keep up with all the news. Well, let me ask you this, Nate. Since you don't like the dynastic attempts, what about when LeBron took his talents to South Beach to uh, join Dwayne Wade and then Chris Bosh? And you know, I mean, they didn't have success, or I mean, they had success, but not like you know, unrivaled, unparalleled success. But what what about that? That that seemed like a super team. I feel like you would be a, a, opposed to. It, 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 I would have been, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, you got me. Trust me. Oh, you got me. Uh, I would have been if I wasn't a LeBron fan to begin with. Oh, okay. okay, I was a LeBron okay. guy f- from the very beginning, which obviously that's not really sticking my neck out because <laughs> he was, you know. His high school basketball games were on ESPN, you know. But uh, the reason why I became a LeBron fan, plus I like the way he plays because, you know, he um, includes his teammates and, you know, tries to make his teammates better and uh, all that stuff. So I'm a big fan of that. Uh, But, you know, if there's any chance of anyone to unseat uh, Jordan, it was going to be LeBron. So I, I was all in, you know. And speaking of Jordan... Okay, so the the Last Dance documentary that came out. No spoilers because I haven't had a chance to watch it yet. What? Okay, th- this isn't going to ruin it. Really? Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. I 
Like you, I have young children, and I don't always get yeah. to control what's on the television. Uh, but it's on Netflix now. Yes, so. yes, it's on Netflix. One thing I did realize and learn is that Jordan kept on losing. You know, he kept on losing until all of a sudden he starts passing to his teammates, you know, and playing like, I don't know, LeBron James. And then all of a <laughs> well, sudden he starts winning. I think what you're saying is since in the timeline of NBA players, LeBron came after Michael Jordan. So LeBron mirrored his – he took the, the best elements of Michael Jordan and, and incorporated that into his game so he could, quote, be like Mike. No, people actually compare it to LeBron's game more to Michael – or sorry, Magic Johnson's, you know? And he's just a physical – like I mean, he's just a freak of nature. So. All right, so I, I want to put this LeBron <laughs> thing to, to rest – uh, because I love you, Nate, and I don't want this to come between us. Um, LeBron is a tremendously talented, oh. gifted basketball player, athlete. Everything that I've ever read about him, uh, he's a terrific um, person, man, husband, father, everything. But he'll never be greater than 23. That's opinion. I know. that. That's opinion. I'm just leaving it like that. I know. That, that's what I'm saying. You know, I, you're, you and – about every one of my friends are in the same boat. You know, you just you put the blinders on, and then you just look the other way. So, uh, what other sports are going on? Uh, we're gonna NFL, have hockey. No. We're gonna have no, hockey wait, in a couple wait, weeks. Wait, 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 wait. Let's go. The the major league baseball people they're gonna play what sixty games? Sixty yes. games. I think that'd be okay with me if they did this all the time. I'd be fine. <laughs> My span of attention, 162 games a year, and it goes all the way into November, right into college football season when we normally have it. I hate Major League Baseball because they go right into college football season, and they could just end at the end of August, and that would be fine with me. I have no idea why they keep going. It's because they're greedy bastards. So 60-game season, when's it supposed to end? Are they going to have, like, playoffs and everything? They're going to try to do a full playoff. Um, possibly something of course uh, they are. something like an expanded playoff because of the shortened season. Um, I think they're going to try to be getting because think about this. It you know under normal circumstances they play you know every almost every day. So figure twenty eight to thirty games a month. They're starting towards the end of July. So I, I bet you that the sixty games will be done by you know mid to late September, and then they'll get into the postseason. So we'll still have like the World Series towards the back end of October. Yeah, they, they were thinking about pushing it further, and and I thought they don't want to be playing playoff baseball in December. You know, mm-hmm. like because you know October baseball. Sometimes you get these like uh, you know these teams that are out of Florida or out you know southern part of the country, and then now they're in New York City. You know, and it's you know, everyone's wearing coats. And 30 degrees freezing. or colder, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I, I think that... That's what happens when you take your talents to South Beach. Sometimes you're going to go have to freeze your ass off in NYC. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Now, and, if they extend this into... If there's Major League Baseball in October and there's no college football, I'm going to do my best to make every Major League Baseball fan out there the most miserable son of a bitch in the world. <laughs> I'm okay. Saying, How are you gonna do that? Yeah. Well, what exactly? I don't know. Just yeah. go on Twitter and be an angry person. <laughs> and be one one guy that's negative on Twitter about Major League Baseball. So, 
John, if I'm understanding this correctly, you want – I mean, you don't want baseball to run into college football, which, again, that's fine. But you would probably want that season to start, you know, spring – under normal circumstances, not what we've been dealing with the last four months. Yeah, folks, hard to believe it's been four damn months. Um, but you want – you know, spring training as usual, start, you know, the, the season openers around the end of March, beginning of April, play April, June – uh, April, May, June, July, wrap up the postseason in the World Series by the end of August. Yeah. Okay. Yep. There you go. I mean, I'll be honest with you. I there's a reason why I don't watch as much baseball. Like my grandma, love her to death. She'll watch every Cardinals game that comes on the TV. Uh, I used to be like that, you know. Then I moved out of my house. <laughs> so, um, but it's 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 a grind, you know, to get through 162 games as a fan, let alone as a player. So. Um, yeah, if those, if those players are willing to take a pay cut and if those owners are willing to, uh, lose a little bit of that, that, uh, ticket sales and, and TV, you know, contract money, then yeah, we could probably have a season that ends in August. John, and then there's the NBA, which has like what a one week break in July every year, December after the, um, December, no, this is the all-star break. Yeah. Uh, then they have a, like a week after that. Uh, if it was up to me, I would love that the 162 game Major League Baseball s- schedule go down to like 140, 135 ish. I was even gonna say 115 or 120. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and you know, and I, you know, what the less games, you know, I understand 60 is not enough for a baseball team. 162, it's like. You guys can't figure out who the best teams are. How how is sixty games not enough? Because you because you, you have players and teams that get really hot for a month, you know, and then all of a sudden the, then teams figure them out. You know, they get more film on them, and then all of a sudden they go cold for a month. And it kind of is. A, so you want them to go through their cycles? Yeah. Because guess what, you know, God willing, the the Cubs are going right just, at the bottom of the pile where they belong. <laughs> start out just killing people, and they might win. Let's say they might win. Let's say fifteen of their first twenty five games. That's a big deal in sixty, you know, a sixty game season. Or if they played one hundred and sixty two games, now that you know that fifteen of the first twenty five isn't as big of a deal. And that gives other teams a chance to catch up. But I'll say the same about the NBA season. I think that season's way too long. And I love the NBA. I agree. Yeah, I think that A2 game season could be a 60-ish game season. And I think, you know, and they know more than I do, but I would be willing to watch a lot more basketball and a lot more baseball if there weren't so many games. And maybe the ratings would be better. Maybe they could sell more ads. I don't know. So it's, but the football season is pretty much perfect, my opinion, you know, so. I think that the, the structure of the football season, having only one game per week is, I mean, it's, football obviously is probably the most physical sport, but hockey is not far behind. And, you know, they play on, again, normal season starts in October and goes till middle of June with the the Stanley Cup final. There I don't know 
you could probably condense that a little bit, but again, now you're getting into, you know, TV deals and, and, uh, ticket sales, things like that. I just don't, I don't know how you'd, there's well, the NHL uh, starts off next week. Yeah. August 2nd, the blues uh, continue their defense of their first Stanley cup in franchise. History. There's one pro sport. I always tell myself I'm going to watch more of it's hockey. And then I completely forget about it. The well, problem now's though, the time, John. The pro- the problem with hockey is they're not like on. No, no, no. I like hockey. Okay. But as far as like, because I'm the same as John. Like, you know, I, I want to watch a lot of games this year and I end up not watching any because they're not on the channels that I have. You know, yeah. they're not on ESPN. They're not on, you know, they need, if they're they can like, get that part figured out. You know, where, where baseball has, you know, like the uh, Sunday night. And I think maybe even Wednesday night on ESPN uh, and Monday night football, Sunday night football, Thursday night football. And, uh, you know, as far as the NFL goes, and then I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, Nate, uh, there's NBA on TNT or TBS or T- I think TNT on Tuesdays, Thursdays, Saturdays. Both, like yeah. Okay. Thursdays. Yeah. So, but you've got to go, you've got to hope that you have NBC sports to catch, you know, like the, the game of the week or the, yep. the, the feature matchup or two. Yeah. Um, you know, it's just not, yeah. You're, I, I'm spoiled because, you know, my team is on a local channel. So I get Fox sports Midwest out of St. Louis and they're the blues, you know, I can find the blues 80, whatever times. You all right, John <laughs> stifling a laugh. Okay. All right. So, uh, uh, you know, but I can, I can catch the blues. I can't say 80 something. There's, I think there's only 82 games in the season. So peel it back to 65, you know, assuming that they're probably going to be on, uh, NBC sports or something like that on occasion. So, uh, but again, I'm spoiled. I, I realize it. How many games are they playing this season? Well, they have, I think, uh, they were just about to the end of the regular season when everything stopped. So they have, um, if for the NHL, not every team's returning to play. You have a few, uh, you got like play in games. They've expanded the playoff. They're going essentially straight to the playoff with, uh, some, some play in games. So teams that were on the bubble have an opportunity to, to, uh, you know, advance like a, I think a Colorado or a Chicago. Um, but it also puts guaranteed teams like, uh, the Blues, who are the West, Western Conference leaders, puts them in a tough spot because there's no guarantee that they're going to, you know, get you know, have that that power position like they'd have in a traditional playoff setting. So, and then uh, NFL teams have started reporting to training camp. Fact. So, so it one, looks like it looks like we kind of are getting sports, but not our sport yet. No fans. I've heard, sorry, yeah, Nate. I've read. Sorry. Well, I heard one of the concerns with. NFL owners about this season is that players with guaranteed contracts, once they play one game, that contract's guaranteed. And so if the, the season is canceled, boom, they still have to pay them. And that's been a concern for a lot of owners. So, you know, I don't know if Dan Snyder cares, you know, he's probably busy looking for a new team name, you know, the, Washington. He's got his name. We'll talk oh, about Washington. that soon. We'll talk about that soon. That's <laughs> oh yeah. So 
Um, yeah, so, I know John. Uh, you were saying something, I guess, and I interrupted, or is it Greg? Or I was just saying we're we're going to talk about the, uh, the the team name ideas that we we came up with in the Slack. We'll talk about that here in a little bit. Uh, yeah, but but that's. I think even the team name is the least of Dan Snyder's worries at this point. Mm-hmm. So, oh yeah, it's I think it's it's a little bit hard to feel sorry for NFL owners who mostly don't have guaranteed contracts for guys that beat the shit out of themselves and destroy their bodies, and and you know when they buy a team it automatically just increases in more value than pretty much anything else on the planet. And then they whine about having to play a player if they might have one game. I mean, it just, you know what I mean? You know, just screw these guys, you know? I, I mean, yeah, I feel good. We're going to have sports and I can bitch about them. I, I, I see both sides of it because, you know, there's, if, you know, if an athlete plays one game and then they call the, call the year, call the season, whatever, if there's an outbreak, uh, then he gets played or he gets paid. But if it's a, uh, if it's 2019 and first game of the season, guy blows out his knee or, you know, it gets hit so hard it knocks it, it ends his career. He doesn't have any way to make money anymore. You know, I mean, he's got, you know, whatever earnings he might have, depending on how the contract is structured. But that's why my stance in the last few years has shifted from, agreeing more with the owners then now it's more agreeing more with the players because as you, as a player and we've probably talked about this on the show but as a player as an athlete you have a finite amount of time to make money whereas an owner as long as you feel like you know having that you know plaque above your door that says owner of this franchise you have income opportunity so this is why I like college sports is because we can exploit the young people and they don't get shit except for maybe some scholarships. Because, uh, uh, you know, it fits into my uh, persona as an old white guy, although I don't have a billion dollars, which is a shame. Except in I the can- SEC where those guys get money. Yeah, but they ain't getting millions yet. It's going to happen, John. Even even Nate looks on like, are you sure? Remember that Alabama quarterback that never went anywhere? I'm sure he's pretty happy right now. Well, you know, they do get something, a stipend. And then I was talking to a fellow coach, and his wife played volleyball or softball for her university. And I can't remember, it wasn't a big one. And she has like, and she just stored away all the stipends she got and she's investing it now. So um, it's like, I think they said like 30 grand. I'm not sure if that's right, but whatever. Yeah, we could go all, you know, Nebraska just passed, the state of Nebraska just passed the name, image, and likeness bill. I, people keep on talking about, you know, waiting on the governor to sign it or to veto it. I haven't heard anything as far as what that plan is. Uh, I hope he signs it. So, Nate, don't, would, you, don't you have all those contacts on Capitol Hill? Uh, Capitol Hill's in Washington. Well, I mean, uh, it, this is the, the, uh, the Lincoln Capitol Hill. I mean, <laughs> in the Capitol uh, under the sower. I have a couple, uh, but they, you know, I, no, they haven't said anything. I, I don't know why he wouldn't, because I think it's it's a good, it's a big deal for the Nebraska football program to be one of the first states to do that. Yeah, and I'd, I'd agree. He'd be an idiot to not sign it. 
Yeah, the University of Nebraska. Like right now, call him, have him sign it right now, put it on the news. Yep. And they said, uh, I think Husker Mike said it's supposed to become effective in September ish. And uh, this Nebraska, September? I think that's, that's not what he said. I, I, I didn't look. I thought that's what he said in Slack. Three months from the signing. Oh. It's really quick, which means yeah. we can just start paying players right away anyway. Uh, Do you or think- they can start doing whatever they want, recruiting on that basis, and then wait for the federal government to get off their ass and do something. <laughs> do, you, do you think By we can way, send Governor Ricketts the, the link to the Zoom and have him join us real quick, and, and we can just talk him into signing the signing the law? We'll do that next week. Okay. Okay. Good idea. By the way, on my trip, uh, I did go to the state Capitol building. And I haven't been there for many years, and it, it was really kind of fun. You know, it was a. Uh, I forgot about the death boxes in the state Hi. capitol building. Is it true or false? Lincoln is the only state capital that has successfully taken blue chew. Yes, it is. That actually is very true. Uh, yeah. The penis of the plains. Yes. The, <laughs> have you guys been in the state capitol building recently? Do you remember the elevators? Nope. Barely. Oh They're very tiny compared to the massive, huge elevators that we have in, in modern buildings. They have these tiny little like coffin like elevators. And uh, one my niece was absolutely just terrified to go in these things. So I referred to them as death boxes. There were okay. four of us going up into the Capitol building and she would only go. Only two of us could go at a time because she wasn't getting in one of them damn things with four of us. And then when I got in there with her on the way down, I kept pushing the buttons and you can't push the buttons to some of the floors because you're not a legislator and you don't have access to those floors. And it just I thought she was going to die right there and then. And it would have been a covid related death. Uh, I don't know. It was kind of fun. It was a fun abusing her and uh, watching her freak out. And yes, that is the kind of uncle I am, a very horrible person. I'd probably be the same way, John. I will say this, that uh, whoever designed and built the state capitol uh, really had an infatuation with nipples. Because if you go around and look at all the murals, and I took photos of a lot of them, if you go around and look at all the murals, I mean, my God, the nipples are pronounced on every one of those things. John? This was, not even a, no, this was not even an observation made by me initially. It was made by my great niece, who's about 26 years old. That's how old I am, Greg. Fuck you. I, <laughs> I was actually going to say you don't look old enough to have a great niece who's 26 years old. Okay, and we were, we were way up, and she looked down at, I think it's the Woodman Life Insurance Building, and there is a like sculpture on the side of it. And she turned and she looked at me and she goes, those people are all nude in that sculpture. What is it? Why am I in Nebraska? And they're infatuated with nude people all over the place. And I'm like, I don't know. I guess, you know. I, I'm just surprised that security wasn't called on you, John. Uh, a, an old man going around taking pictures of all the nipple art and with your pants around your ankles. That had to, you know, raise some red flags. Not in the state capitol building. <laughs> they're used to that with all the legislatures now. Uh, because... That's how our politicians <laughs> act, whether they're at the state or federal level. Well done, sir. Well done. Well, yeah. uh, we're just going to keep on rolling uh, here, and usually we take a break, but I think we passed that up. Yeah, we did by about 15 minutes. Uh, so, I think Nate fell over and vomited. He did not fall over and vomit. Somebody might have been in his house, but I don't think it was him. 
we we talked briefly and we joked uh, about the Washington Redskins and the mess that they are in. Or I guess we can't even say the Washington Redskins. The, the football team in Washington. In fact, at least temporarily known as the Washington football team established, I believe, 1932. That is the... It's like being on a movie set, John. That's the working title until they release the 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 actual movie title. Am I right? I think that Washington football team is an excellent name for a team. And uh, most of my family actually agreed today as we were texting back and forth about it. And they also recommended that Dan Snyder is the mascot and he dresses up as a football team owner. Well, one, one of the suggestions I saw on Facebook today was instead of the Washington Redskins, the Washington Fredskins, and it was it looked oddly similar. Wait for it. It looked oddly similar to the Redskins, uh, you know, helmet. Except instead of the you know traditional Redskin logo that they had been using, it was picture of Fred Flintstone, and the back instead of I believe it was the uh, the arrow that hang down, it was uh, Fred's like bluish scarf. Down the back. That was a fun one. The Fredskins. I, you know, Fred Flintstone uh, deserves more mention in our modern day society. He gets forgotten a lot, and I blame the the second uh, live action movie that they did with him a number of years ago. The first you mean that John Goodman waste of celluloid. The first one was all right. I mean, it was entertaining. Mm-hmm. I saw it as a kid. It was it was entertaining. But they made a, a sequel. It was like Viva Rock Vegas or something, which I never saw. And, and that's probably why so many kids don't know who the Flintstones are. But my son, surprisingly, four-year-old, likes the Jetsons. So I feel like there's hope. Does he know who Rocky and Boy Bol- or Rocky and Bullwinkle are? No, but I, I, I barely did when I was a kid. And I don't really think that they're coming back anytime soon. You can look for him on YouTube. Oh, I'm sure I can, John. But I just don't want to. Okay, sorry, Mister F- Fucking Good Taste Guy or something. Jeez. Yeah, I'm gonna look this up. Where can you watch the Flintstones? Like, are they on Netflix or? Uh, I haven't HBO found them on Netflix. Max. They, I wouldn't be surprised if they were on, like Amazon Boomerang. Prime. It looks like Amazon Boomerang. Yeah, we've we've got the little Boomerang uh, channel on on Prime. That's why we watch oh. a lot of like the Tom and Jerry and and uh, classic Looney Tunes and Jetsons and things like that. So, and somebody in Seattle decided that the Kraken was a good name for a hockey team. Yeah, they were soccer on there team. Too. No, was hockey. it soccer? I thought it was NHL. And Maybe I, it is. I don't it, know. it is. It's hockey. It's the uh, oh, you're right. The Seattle Kraken, which is right up there with. I mean, they're just going all around the world with the mythological creatures because their XFL team was the Dragons. There are dragons alive today. Komodo dragons. Yeah. Well, that that mythological. I thought you were going somewhere with this. (laughs) Much better than that. Nate's like, I take blue chew too. Which, by the way, this is a good time to. I want to make a case for the fact that we're living in a simulation. You know, there's people that are atheists and there's people that are religious. I personally believe at least 15% of the time that we're living in a simulation. Do you know why? I am very curious. Nate, are you curious? Uh, go ahead, John. <laughs> you look like you're waiting for me to fart. <laughs> sea monsters. Okay. It's sea monsters. Okay. 
Okay. Hundreds of years ago, when guys started sailing ships across the ocean, uh, they had sightings of sea monsters all of the time. All right. So what happened to the sea monsters? I'm not talking about Loch Ness. That's just some goofy. That's one sighting of, you know, Nessie, the sea monster in some fucking lake somewhere in Scotland. All of these guys across the ocean, saw sea monsters all the time, drew pictures of them, put them in their logs. Now they're not, they don't exist anymore. What happened to them? Kind of like the. I don't know. I'm still, I'm I'm trying to think of the, the connection to how this. That would make it a simulation, but go ahead. If you they have. just got deleted out of the simulation. I mean, somebody running the simulation said, okay, the time to see monsters is over. Delete them. They'll be asking this question for years. They'll never solve it. They were just simply a, man, I got to work on these jokes better than this. <laughs> I, I, I feel like the sea monsters of old are like the murder hornets of May. They were here. They were gone. You know, they scared the crap out of people for a couple of weeks, and then we never hear from them again. Well, what if the sea monsters were just dinosaurs that happened to not die? You know, or, I mean, sorry, the species of dinosaurs that did not die in the you know what the uh, asteroid or whatever, Whoa. and they just happened to die off, and that's why you don't see them anymore. Nah, they they got deleted. Just got deleted. Yeah, I, I need to come up with a better ending. I'm sorry. Okay, I'll do this. I'll work on it. I'll work on it. Better. You, you be workshop, better. workshop. I can't get on a stage right now. Okay, I can't work on my jokes on a stage because there's no open mic nights anymore. I mean, there are prehistoric creatures they find in the ocean. So why couldn't it just be one of those big long neck? I don't even know. I'm not going to try it. I think I found. I think I found the problem. Okay. Global warming. The surface became too warm. Water near the surface became too warm. So they had to adapt and dive deep to be able to survive. Very uh, Actually, and I thought, I think I remember learning when I was younger that the animals used to be, this could be totally bullcrap. The uh, animals used to be bigger because we used to have more oxygen in the atmosphere. And so they were able to grow bigger. I don't know. That could be a bunch of bull. Well, yeah, but humans also used to be smaller. Yeah, but yeah, but we're still pretty small compared to you know what the size of dinosaurs. Think about that. Are we though? I I don't. I think last time I went to museum and I'm standing next to this skeleton of a dinosaur. I think we're pretty small still. This is true. You could go see the mastodons at uh, at Nebraska. What is that? Moral Hall. Yes, they're pretty I, fucking huge. Greg, what are you doing, you weirdo? <laughs> I took my. I my like the video uh, chats. They're make they're fun for me. Pretty yeah, wait soon, till we start publishing the video. We're gonna need props or something. Pretty soon, pants off, dance off. Okay, so the mastodons <laughs> were eating. My God, how did we get here? Anyway, <laughs> before before we go somewhere else, uh, I saw someone pointing this out on Twitter. You don't see, you know, everyone has a phone in their pocket, right? Almost all, all the time. Where are the pictures of the UFOs? You know, like the because uh, you think you know every you know they used to hear about them all the time. You know, all of a sudden you think you'd be seeing them more and more. Or maybe they're just so smart that they know no, that. No, we have, no, they're getting have, deleted from this simulation. <laughs> you son of a bitch. So, all right. 
Unless they're only showing up out in the middle of nowhere where nobody is. Because they know, and they would probably know where the, the Apple iPhones are, and those are probably the best, you know, they have the, they make the best pictures or take the best pictures. I don't know. Okay, so is there any sports that we want to talk about? Or? <laughs> well, I I left the, the challenge to our fellow contributors of coordination. I said, send me your ridiculous new Washington football team names. Did you guys have any before we go? Washington politician, lying bastards. It's redundant. It's good. That's good. Uh, our friend and Washington resident, Kevin Knight, sent me a few suggestions. He said the Washington filibusters. Filibusters, okay. The Washington continuing resolutions. Yeah, that's that's a joke <laughs> from Kevin for sure. Yeah. Uh, the Washington senators. Isn't there... Already a, something senators is uh, that a hockey team? Ottawa, or a, Ottawa senators. Ottawa. Okay. There was there was the Washington Senators I think years ago. What was a a basketball team or a baseball team? I mean many many years ago. I think that was ABA maybe. I don't I don't know for sure, but you know, possibly. And why senators? Why not the Washington? Oh, the, uh, baseball. They they became the Minnesota yeah. Twins. Right. Washington that, Senators you know, became the Minnesota Twins. Yeah. In like uh, 1840. Yeah, sure. Probably <laughs> probably not then at all. But that's okay. Try 1901 to 1960, Jan. Oh, it's, tomorrow, uh, Friday, something very important happens. The NCAA, uh, like, Board of Governors or some damn people that are in charge of shit. BOG. Yep. Yeah, they get together and they vote on whether or not they're going to cancel the fall championships for, like, Olympic sports and things. Which we, doesn't include football, right? Correct. No, it doesn't because, yeah. you know, they don't control anything about yeah. the football postseason, so screw them. Uh, I <laughs> this Again, we go back to bureaucrats running something that I don't know. Gutless, I'd say gutless bureaucrats, but that's redundant. And that's, uh, that's giving too much credit to animals that don't have uh, vertebrae. I was going to say uh, gastronomic systems. That's what I was looking for. Don't have stomachs. Like what? Like a worm? Yeah. Oh, okay. Poor worms. <laughs> and single cell <laughs> organisms. Uh, okay. Paramecians. Yeah. Poor bacteria. Yeah, I, I mean, poor when you, virus, huh? Poor it, virus. When you when you look at all the, the, I mean, we're looking at all. We just got done talking about all these sports that are starting up, and we're still sitting here wondering if college sports are going to exist. And I guess if all these other people can figure this out, then why the fuck can't college figure it out? You know, Scott Frost made a really good point that for whatever reason, just fell on deaf ears because part of me wonders these sports reporters it, it bothers me that they are all of like the same mind on this whole thing it's almost like they're getting the same memo and so this is the opinion they're supposed to have on you know how things should go forward and then you have people like sam kewen and steve sipple they're like i don't know, guys there's actually a lot of negatives are going to happen 
more negatives than we have any idea about. Like Michael Severe said, Severe said uh, that it's been what, ten years since Katrina in New Orleans, and they and they're still figuring out all the ripple effects of what happened. And and, and uh, so, you know, obviously, I want college football to happen. But anyways, back to what Scott Frost said is that if you don't let them play and you don't let them come to school, then they're going to go. These are kids who probably need structure and who thrive on structure. Because I'm trying to think about when I was you know, 18, I remember the first night that I was, uh, that I left my house and I was like, holy crap, I don't have to be home before midnight. You know, and I, I could go to, I remember I went to Super Saver. I got a 24 pack of Mountain Dew and I sat in my, yeah, I, my mom's a dietitian. So then I sat in my uh, dorm room <laughs> and we watched TV all day. And, you know, and so, like, I mean, you were yeah, a wild so, man. Yeah. 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 I know, Mountain my Dew. first weekend in college was the only time in my life I ever drank Yukon Jack and I never touched that shit again. <laughs> but, you know, Scott, Fra- I think he's a, uh, he makes a good point that we think we're putting kids at risk by having them play football. But I think a lot of those kids are going to be, are going to go bad. You know, they're going to go, they're making probably gonna make more bad decisions than good. I, I would think, I mean, I remember being that age and having to get up for weights and having to get up for class and having, you know, you know, certain things you have to do keeps you in line when, and that's what they're used to. And you take it all away again. And who knows, you know, so. I do think the media, there are a lot of people in the media that like to go up on their towers and and write their articles where they're suffering from hypoxia and, and become very, you know, moral, ethical. The, the people who, who see themselves as holding the world up and, you know. Football isn't easy. Every time. (laughs) What was that? That was a commitment video from one of Nebraska's news commits we'll talk about here at the end of the show. Okay. Uh, so speaking of the – so uh, Juan Soto of the Washington Nationals tested positive for the coronavirus, I think, this morning. Or anyways, and the people on Twitter were like, oh, my goodness, he had such a – you know, he had so much potential. You know, he's one of the best young players in Major League Baseball. He's not dead, like, everybody. I'm like he he didn't have, from my understanding he has have zero, he has zero symptoms, and he happened to test positive for it. The guy's not going to die, okay? Hopefully, you know. But my understanding is yeah, he's not sick. He just happens to have the you know the virus, and so how the people reacted just to that, I'm just like, I don't know. I, I just get tired of it. It's just, this is this is our beloved Twitter. Yeah, Twitter is just. Oh. Well, let's spend a few minutes on some happiness, shall we? Yes. I think we're going to get more happiness tomorrow, by the way. I hope so. Uh, It was announced earlier this week that uh, a couple of Nebraska ball, Nate, for you, Nebraska balls, uh, uh, international players are going to be able to uh, come back to Lincoln. And that's Thor and Ivan, and I'm not going to say their last names. I don't advise you guys attempt to say their last names, 
But there had been a lot of speculation, and Thor and Ivan uh, will be coming back to Lincoln, joining the team for the summer workouts. So that's good news. It is. I like watching both of those guys play. I think we're going to be a basketball school in three years. (laughs) Nate, do you want to follow up on that? That's a bold statement. Uh. An ad started playing on my computer, so I actually didn't hear what John said. So following up on that, uh, what I thought I did have on it was when I heard the uh, Trump came out with uh, – sorry, not Trump. The White House came out with that rule. I thought that's not going to last just because there's so many – you know, schools are – I mean, just think, like all of a sudden, what, you're not going to let these kids come play sports or the – you're going to send them back to countries, some countries that, you know, are not exactly the safest, you know? So I am not surprised. I'm glad that they kind of reversed. I guess that's good news. Well, uh, for, for the uh, bit of audio that you may have missed, John said that in three years, Nebraska is going to be a basketball school. I hope not. Oh, I hope not. I mean, why? Well, first of all, because that'll mean that we're no longer a volleyball school, John. Uh, <laughs> uh, speaking of the witch, of the witch, speaking of the witch, speaking of which, Nebraska uh, Volleyball currently in the recruiting class has number one, number two, number three player in the country coming in. I don't know if they've signed them or if they are committed. And so technically, they're, it's one of the greatest recruiting classes in all of sports in history. Well, at Nebraska, go. what? No, yeah, Nebraska volleyball. Oh, 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 volleyball. Yes. Well, sorry. shit, I got all freaked out about basketball. I don't know. What? Oh, no, 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 no. Yeah. Well, well, while we're talking about players who are in, let's talk about uh, Nebraska landing the number one prep school player in the country. This, of course, is football with uh, Marquise Buford, who uh, has spent a little bit of his prep time uh, in Connecticut and Texas, he's originally from uh, Bolingbrook, Illinois, which is up near Chicago, and uh, he is going to be a Husker. You know, assuming nothing changes between now and signing day. <laughs> like, I'm just saying that's great news, Greg. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I try. He's the number uh, number one prep no, athlete. Number one prep player. Um, and Aquilo on coordination in his quick write-up said, uh, explosion personified, chunk plays, scoring long touchdowns on offense, defensively shutting down receivers and delivering hits with conviction. Uh, so uh, Aquilo's a big believer in him, and I, he's never steered me wrong. So there we go. That's one. Oh, buddy. We're getting another one from the Peach State, as we all know. Mississippi, they like to churn out those players, and uh, we're getting. I'm kidding. Nobody corrected me on that. Peach State, Georgia. I, I get that. I was, I was wondering what the <laughs> hell you were doing. Uh, Malik Williams is going to be uh, has committed. Uh, cornerback, six foot, one hundred eighty seven pounds, out of Buford, uh, Georgia. So that's a uh, that's a nice little addition. You know, uh, I think at this point, it seems like Coach Fisher, our secondary coach, has earned the benefit of any doubt. 
when it comes to recruiting players. And because uh, kids seem to love him, and he seems to have an eye for talent, even underrated talent. Unfortunately, he has now lost two two cornerback or two secondary players for the 2020 class already. You know, Henry Gray is transferring like to FIU, I think. And then who's the most recent? Uh, I'm blanking on it, but he was another. Oh, Francois something. Anyways, oh, uh, was that one of the ones out of Miami area? I think maybe yes. Yeah. And uh, anyways, but I was talking about other good news. A certain player is supposed to commit tomorrow. He's a uh, number, I think, one of the top. He might be the top player in JUCO left that has yet to commit. I think maybe he might be a top five player in JUCO. Uh, Michael Schaefer put in a crystal ball for him. His name's Nadab Joseph. He was originally going to go to Alabama. Then I think he had issues with his grades. There's LSU, Alabama, and then he ended up signing with Georgia. Had issues with his grades, and then he went to community college. And supposedly he's going to – right now, as of right now, he's uh, – people think he's going to commit to Nebraska. And he's in – he would be a member of the 2020 class. So of the two members of secondary loss, I guess we're getting one back. So uh, – well, I'll uh, take it. According to this write-up on uh, Malik, uh, his <laughs> – no, I, I, I was just I, – I wasn't dismissing what you were saying. That's, you know, always good news on, on the on the incoming front. I, I like hear, hearing those names rather than on the outgoing names. But uh, Malik's commitment has the Husker recruiting class ranked 33rd in the nation, ninth in the Big Ten. That's according to 247, 25th in the country according to rivals. But it does make you show – or it does go to show how top-heavy – the you know first 30 35 teams in the country are according to uh 247 when Nebraska's 33rd in the nation is still ninth in the Big 10 so still work to do in uh in in you know among the conference foes so Nebraska fans should almost just move on from this recruiting class as far as looking or gauging like the progress of the program because Frost has already come out and said it's going to be a small recruiting class. And so when you say that, it's not going to be ranked very high. Now, if you go to the a lot of these sites, you can click on like the average grade or average star per commit, then all of a sudden Nebraska generally jumps up. And so I think this year is going to be a smaller recruiting class. And then that probably means the following year is probably going to be a little bit bigger. And I, you know, several people have mentioned that a lot of these players we're getting are kind of under the radar because there's no camps that they can go to. There's no rivals camps. There's no, you know, whatever Gatorade camps or whatever they're called, where a lot of these recruiting services would, you know, then bump these players up. And, uh, and that's probably true for a lot of other programs. So, that makes you feel but So you see a, a three-star uh, – Williams, was he a cornerback? I believe so, yeah. Yeah, so he's the three-star, right? And so, you know, I guess like I was saying earlier, Travis Fisher, I I, I trust his his eye. And, the, and the, the, 
said that you have to depend more on the high school coaches and their opinions of players than before. And so hopefully they're right. I, I like it. I, I don't no, look, I'm obviously not a fan of the COVID for a, a plethora of reasons, but if it come, gets us back to a, like a, a simpler, you know, style of, of recruiting where you don't have, you know, guys aren't, aren't paying to go to, you know, all these camps and, and everything else or, or however, however that's, I, I don't know how that system works. I don't know. I'm sure you got to be invited, have to probably pay some type of thing. But, but if you, if you're going just based on what you can see on film and what you're hearing from the coach, I think that is a bit more of a pure analysis of, of a, of a prospect. Yeah. And you just hope that the, the you, that you can trust the coaches and that they're not just trying to give you a player to make them look better. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't think that normally would happen because uh, that's why I say connections mean a lot because then a coach could say, oh, by the way, I know this guy committed to LSU, but I guess well, I have this other guy here that you might want to look into. You know, so. All right. I, I don't have anything else, John. No. All right, Nate. Nope. Let's wrap it up, everybody. Sports are back. First, it's baseball. Then it'll be hockey. Somewhere in there is the NBA, but I don't follow that, so I don't know. Uh, And then eventually, the league that had the most time to just start with the clean slate, the NFL, college football, eventually we'll hear something from them or not. Who knows? Uh, But we'll keep you updated on everything here at Coronation because that's what we do, especially in a pandemic. We uh, broaden our horizons and hopefully yours as well. So for our esteemed guest and colleague, Nate McHugh, for John Dam Johnson, our founder and fearless leader, I'm Greg Mahochko reminding you this week and every week that five heart is all the heart you need. John? Go be great. Please give us football.